What disgusting secrets does your employer keep from its customers? The fajitas sizzle because we pour oil and water on a hot plate, not because we grilled anything. My whole life is a lie. Former employer was charging clients for a WAN backup solution that wasn't even running. I was still actively developing it when I quit. Client called up and asked to see the records of the backup. I said it wasn't running and that we didn't have any to my knowledge. Client flips out, calls boss, boss flips out at me for not lying. Screw that noise. I used to work in a major movie theater and we would recycle hot dogs. Basically, if the links were on the spinning rack all day and didn't get purchased, they would be thrown in a bucket and refrozen. We poked a fork hole in one to see how long it would stay in rotation. Seven freaking days. Worked for a self-storage place in Rockland, California. They made every customer sign a lease agreement that said that you wouldn't hold them responsible if your unit was broken into and things were stolen. I found out that we had seven to eight burglaries a year. The owners would get sued, but they would always get off because they produced the lease agreement in court and the judge would dismiss the case. One day, I came in from vacation to pick up my paycheck, and I found the owner and the manager loading up a truck with the contents from a unit that wasn't theirs. I went around the corner to an area where the fence allowed me to look in, and saw that they went to another storage space, cut off the lock, and proceeded to load up the truck with a telescope, big screen TV, and some power tools. I came back the next day and asked one of my coworkers. He told me that the owners of the storage space would sell the stuff they stole from renters, and that the manager and the owner did the same thing with another property that they owned in Granite Bay. I quit to go back to Sac State. I called the Rockland cops to tell them what the owners were doing, and they said that there was nothing they could do unless they were caught in the act. Tim Horton's Smile Cookies Pay an extra dollar for a chocolate chunk cookie with a smile drawn on it. All proceeds go to local charity. Unfortunately, store owner would just go into the system, void all cookie sales, and replace them with regular chocolate chunk cookie sales. A small business owner for whom I worked several years ago kept deducting the employee's health insurance premiums but never sent the payments in to the carrier. After two to three months of this, our insurance was canceled, right before one lady's teenage son was in a fairly serious car accident. She finds out at the emergency room, during what is of course an extremely stressful time, that she has no insurance whatsoever when she and her dependents have been fully covered. The next day, she went into his office, very upset, to find out what happened. He gave his usual song and dance and made excuses for not having been able to send it in, and this normally mild-mannered lady picked up a stapler and threw it at him. He wasn't even injured. While doing that was, of course, unacceptable, I totally understood her frustration with this weasel. He spent thousands of dollars a month of company money, coding it to company expenses, at Sam's Club on groceries and big-ticket items for his house, on top of his already generous salary. Then, to top it off, he actually took her to court for the stapler-throwing incident. After hearing the story, the judge dismissed the weasel's case and made a comment to the effect that if he were in the same position as her, he probably would have done the same thing. Used to sell cars at a major dealership. The unofficial sales contest was to see how much over MSRP they could sell the car for by confusing the customer on the price with payments and financing, manipulation of trade value, and sometimes outright fraud, like promising manufacturer rebates then not applying them. The winner, quote-unquote, for the two months I was there was over by 10000 selling a car that should have been about 20000 for over 30000 The sad part is, the customer might never even know because they still got the payment they wanted. Please do yourself a favor and don't shop solely based on payments, and if you are financing, then make sure you are aware what the final selling price of the car is. There is a major difference between $400 a month at 60 months at 0% interest and $400 per month at 84 months at 0.9%. I used to work at Frisch's as a hostess, busser, drive-thru attendant. That place was filthy and corrupt as heck. 
No one in the kitchen wore gloves, and the cooks loved making people eat old food or food that had been dropped on the disgusting floors. The manager loved to steal the waitress's tips and blame the customers or the sketchy-looking bussers. The most corrupt thing the awful manager did while I was there was around Christmas time. He would take $100 out of each of the new-slash-younger employees' cash drawer, call your parents saying that their kids stole the money and they needed to be brought in to be questioned. When I went to work the next day, I found out the same crap happened to a few of the others. We all got angry and snagged the key that locked the box to the camera controls, rewinded to the following day, and watched until we saw the jerk start doing his thing. Every single one of us reported him. He got insta-fired. It was glorious. TLDR, Frisch's is gross and my old manager was a corrupt jerk. I worked for a vet in Vancouver and I ran a whole month of raffles, nail cuttings for donations, and pet picks with Santa for the SPCA. When we added up the last of the money from the month, I put it in the safe. The practice owner's wife deposited the money and bought herself some new Chanel makeup. What the frick? I quit in disgust. We have a roach problem, and gnats are everywhere. Customers can see the gnats flying around the salads, fruits, and pies we have out, but I guess it doesn't disgust them enough to not come back. More than a few times, customers have complained about bugs in their drinks that ended up there after they died in our ice machine. The worst was a live cockroach in someone's salad that was on the fork as they went to take a bite. Whole cooked turkey breasts and roast beefs have been dropped on the floor and served without any of the managers and employees giving two craps. I've realized most restaurants are so much more dirty than shown, but I've eaten out my whole life. I guess my consolation is that I'm probably building up some immunities to all the ickies out there. I used to work for a local children's charity where a good majority of the money was skimmed to pay for the owner's for-profit business. I worked for a popular national pet store chain. We told our customers that we got our puppies from, quote, reputable breeders and not puppy mills. We got them from puppy mills, and I can't express how many came in on the back of a large, pitch-dark freight truck, malnourished, scared, and sick. We also adopted the cute kittens from the local shelters and charged customers outrageous amounts of money, most of whom just felt bad for the kittens. Don't support national chain pet stores that sell puppies that do not come from local shelters, folks. If you want a dog or a cat, then please adopt. Or find a stray, take it to a vet and adopt him or her. Also, donate whatever you can to local shelters. Food, toys, beds, money, etc. They could really use it. I just want to say that if you have ever worked at a water park, it will turn you off of visiting any kind of public pool or park for the rest of your life. The things we pulled out of those filters, man. No. Just pour so many chemicals into the water that literally nothing can live in it and call it a day. Macy's doesn't donate anything to charities. They practically force their employees to and claim it as company donation. I worked at Dairy Queen. The collection box supporting children with cancer hanging out in the drive-thru window was a discontinued charity. My manager pocketed all the donations. Disgusting in a different sense. Back when I was a warehouse manager for a major office supply chain, one of my duties every month was to gather items from our inventory that were selected by corporate to be donated to local charities. All items would be collected, scanned, placed on pallets, and loaded onto the trucks to be delivered to the charity distribution center. After a few months, I started to notice that some of the donation items that should have been shipped out mysteriously ended up missing or being used in my general manager's office. I later discovered that on the days that the donation items were collected, my manager would send me out for lunch and revert the scans on whatever donation item he desired in order to keep it for himself. I eventually caught him in the act as I returned early from lunch, and needless to say, he was not able to come up with a good excuse. Instead, he insisted that I take my pick of whatever I wanted from the pallet. I was so disgusted that I immediately put in my two weeks notice during the busiest time of the year and filed a complaint with corporate. My last job, we held events and refilled premium liquor with house crap. And during events, charged consumption tabs with 100 plus people, extra shots and bottles that were never ordered so the event holder can pay for something never even used at the end of the night. And that's just scratching the surface. 
My boss refuses to hire anybody but white women, and he uses rubbing alcohol to wipe the expiration date off of product if it expires. He just puts it back on the shelf, including dairy product. I hate him. For reference, this was nine years ago, so hopefully he's been fired at this point. This happened years ago, but I was a receptionist for a chiropractor for about six months. One day, our first appointment came in. I went in the back to look for him. I walked in on him screwing a coworker on the table, the same table the patient sometimes would lay face down on. I went back to the front and said, he'll be with you in a couple minutes. God, I was disgusted. He was married with two young kids. I didn't work there long after that. Worked store security. There are peepholes above the ladies' changing rooms at several major retailers. Supposed to be for female security agents to monitor the dressing rooms, but we had no female security agents. Lots of creepy voyeurism slash self-pleasure going on. Private company I no longer work for. The company list of vehicles included two four-wheelers, a Corvette, a Hummer 2, a brand new Jeep, and oh right, a 20-foot fishing boat. Also frequently bought company furniture, which he would then sell to himself. Government contractor and a weasel. Okay, this really took off and I'd like to clarify a few things. If you have a small business and your cars are company cars and your office is in your home, power to you. Starting a business takes a lot of work. The main problem that I had with this guy was his general selfish nature and lack of respect for anyone. I can't go into details, but there were two big projects going on at the company at the same time. One under the government was defense-based, the other which was an invention that he held the patents for was aerospace. He used every trick in the book to siphon the government contract money into the private project so that he could reap the benefits, generally treated employees like dirt, and was just such an unbelievable jerk. I recently worked for another government contractor and my boss there was nothing less than stellar. Using a throwaway. The company I worked for had to maintain a trust account where money owed to clients was kept and then they were paid out of it. There was a small lag of about 30 days between when the money came in and when it was sent to the client. This was a highly regulated industry. For more than three years, the company hadn't been paying their clients and had been fudging the books. I found this out when I was told to stop sending reports that showed clients were owed money. I pressed management and found out they had been lying to clients for well over three years. And one client was owed $1 million. I should also point out that in this particular industry, this client was in the top three in the nation. We're talking about thousands of companies owing tens of millions of dollars. I was instructed to lie to the clients until they were so fed up, they threatened to sue the owners, then they would get paid. This was common knowledge in the business. It was openly discussed with customer service. Until I filed a formal complaint with the regulatory agency, none of the more than 100 employees had ever reported them. Not one. And I know why, too. After I gave proof to the regulatory agency and quit, they swooped in and seized the company books. And all of my allegations were true. Instead of filing criminal charges against the executives involved, the regulatory agency just fined them and then made them pay back the missing money to the trust. No one was charged with the crime. No one lost their job. No one was put on probation. Absolutely nothing happened to those responsible. And the only consequence is that they have to have regular audits. Screw the government. I worked for a gelato shop that made us dig through the so-called recycling bins to fish out used plastic cups and spoons to wash and give to new customers. Even if the spoons had bite marks from other customers and were coated in chewing gum, we were told to wash them up and only had to throw them out if they were really unpresentable, because these things are expensive. Furthermore, all the other stuff in the recycling bin that people so good-heartedly placed there, yeah, all of it got thrown to the dumpster. Customers ate it up and told us regularly how glad they were that we were a green business who cares about the environment enough to recycle. It didn't take long before I just couldn't keep doing this with a clean conscience, and I turned them into the health inspectors, who were obviously horrified that this was happening. About two months later, I got laid off and the business closed its filthy doors forever. 
They leave sites like Reddit unblocked just to see who is slacking and fire them. One of the few benefits of performance-based jobs is that, as long as you're getting your crap done, you can throw that right back into their faces. A few years ago, was working as a call center drone, and the boss of my boss sent me an email regarding the amount of non-work-related internet usage from my computer. I just sent him a metric spreadsheet showing that I was, by far, his most productive employee. Didn't even write anything in the email. Never heard anything else about it. I worked as a supervisor at a water park, and just before inspection by the owner, the director had me go around the park and paint all the rusted metal silver to look like new. Some of those bolts were nearly rusted through and were crucial to the ride's construction. Valet here. I've seen a number of occasions in which rubbing compound was used to cover up mild to moderate scratches. Coworkers have stolen things out of cars, from spare change to a handgun on one occasion. If valet is an option, don't do it. Just want to add, I've never stolen anything out of someone's car. Also, yes, all valet companies are different, just like not all restaurants spit in your food. I valeted my car one time. I thought, nah, they won't steal my stuff. Wrong. They stole lots of stuff. I used to work at Victoria's Secret. We are required to refund and take back any used underwear as well as everything else in the store. It would then immediately go back on the sales racks even if it had obviously been worn. I showed my manager a used pair of pink panties that had a disgusting smell that resembled tuna and she advised me to just spray perfume on it. I didn't quit immediately because I needed the money. Instead, I would grab a pair of scissors from the back and accidentally cut the ones that I knew had been used so they had to damage them out and not sell them. I work in designer clothing retail. The clothes are quite expensive and the assistants are required to only wear full price garments. So we, the whole team, just pick clothes off the rack, wear them all day, including lunch and bathroom breaks, and at the end of the shift, replace the tags and put the clothes back on the shelf for the customers to buy at full price. I know I was grossed out my first day there. If you come into Geek Squad with a computer under warranty, we are required to at least perform a $70 diagnostic on the computer before sending it out for repairs. If viruses are detected, that price goes up to $190 for the removal. I have had to remove viruses from a client's laptop and then send the laptop off to get the hard drive replaced. Also, $30 RAM installations are per stick of RAM. Seriously. One time our department was doing poorly in sales, so they brought in a specialist to give us an after-hours training session. He opened up with, if anyone is stupid enough to walk through those doors looking for a repair, they deserve to be charged $189 for it. I hated that place. In the store I work at, the warehouse is a complete fire hazard. The electrical boxes are screwed, and things get thrown on them all the time. In the way it's set up, if there was a fire, we'd be boned. There's wood by all the ceiling sprinklers, which would absorb most of the water, and pretty much all our fire extinguishers are several years past expiration. I'm highly considering calling a fire marshal. We can see you. I look after instant photo booths remotely. I see all your stupid faces. All of them. Every day. I changed the name of a sushi roll from the ultimate roll to the Miami Heat roll and raised the price to $17. Instantly became the best seller. That's not disgusting. That's marketing. Kudos. And this happens all the time. It's genius, not horrible. Take a look at what bars do. They'll have a special drink in which they have taken another drink and renamed it for double the price. After graduation, one of my roommates from undergrad went on to the University of Texas at Austin to do a master's degree in advertising. At first, he was super excited because the program there at UT was the best of its kind in the country, and he really liked Austin. However, by the end of it, he had totally changed his outlook on advertising and actually ended up going into a different industry. Apparently, his last semester there, the students in his program had to do an internship with a real company and help them come up with an advertising campaign. One of his friends at the program was really excited because he had gotten his internship with Jack Daniels. 
However, their view on advertising was completely shattered when his bosses at Jack Daniels literally told the guy to go to Alcoholics Anonymous meetings and figure out what they would have to do to get those people drinking again. I once worked for a small retirement home that was owned by a church. I was the night watchman, and during the night, I could smell the odor of feces wafting down the halls. Everyone could, and the nurses at the nurse stations would typically wait until their mandatory rounds times to deal with it, so they basically let residents lay in their fecal matter. I'd say about 10% of nurses actually give a dang about the residents. All the other ones are just there to get paid. I will never go into a nursing home. Okay, as somebody who's worked in elder care for a while, let me explain. There is no such thing as truly great elder care in a retirement home. Unless you pay a crap load of money or go into a 24-hour facility in Thailand or the like, because there you get one-on-one -on -one care. There's decent care, where the patient's basic needs are met and they're cared for the best that the understaffed nurses can manage. And then... There's awful care, where the old people are lucky if they get their diaper and urine bottles changed more than once a day. It's not possible to give people with dementia or impaired bodies all the time that is necessary when you're understaffed and underpaid and are barely able to rush through the important stuff that needs to be done. You've got women and men crapping themselves at least three times a day, and if you're really unlucky, it's the same person every time, and you run out of clothes for them to wear and stick them in a nightshirt, and that is, of course, the first day in three months that the relatives decide to visit and get angry because why is their mother, father, or uncle in bed before tea time? Which is all fine. It happens. You deal with it and move on. But every time you need to change somebody or clean somebody or help somebody to the toilet, it throws you back between 10 minutes and half an hour, and that's time that some other patient would have needed. And what you can't finish isn't picked up by your colleagues because they're equally behind. Because you're five people for 35 patients and they all need at least three hours of your time, which is two and a half more hours than you can give them. If you're lucky, you gave everybody the right pills and the right food and the right kind of diaper so that they won't get open sores on their butt. And if you miss something ultra necessary, you better hope the next shift catches it. Because if not, it's you on the line and the excuse Mrs. X pooped her pants and put her hands down her underwear and smeared it on the wall of the hallway and I had to do damage control is not going to fly with anybody. And let's not even get started on what happens when a medical emergency happens. Because instead of running to the MRSA infected patient who's been in hospital three times in the last two months and has been dying for even longer, you walk slower and are relieved when they're dead. Because now they won't have to slowly wither away in pain. I worked overnight dairy at Walmart for a few years after I moved, had seven years total with the company, and hated every minute of it. So in the dairy, we often get returns, stuff that has been left out in the store, and it's our job to put it back up. No thought is given to how long these things have been left out. They're put into a cart and wheeled into the cooler. It doesn't matter if it's a gallon of milk that has been sitting out five minutes or five hours. It goes back into the cooler and probably back on the shelf. This is done in the name of expediency, which is what drives every policy at Walmart. Things don't get done right, they get done fast. So with milk, if a dairy employee finds it outside the cooler, it probably goes on a return pallet because we know better than to put room temperature milk back in the cooler and the store gets a refund on milk we send back to the milk company. Not so with regular employees, who, as they are trained, put it in a basket, wheel it into a cooler, and hand it off to the next guy, who probably is getting crap from his manager to get this stuff back on the shelf. Eggs? Eggs come in with general freight. They don't do returns on eggs. Once again, if a dairy employee picks them up, they probably get ditched in the giant bin of milk, eggs, flour that sits outside the cooler and ferments and smells terrible, but at least it's a good 5 feet from the candy bins, so it's not like any cross-contamination is possible, and never see the shelf. However, same thing as the milk. It could be sitting out for a week, it'll get put on a cart and wheeled back to a cooler, and someone will yell at someone else until it gets put back on the shelf, because nobody likes getting yelled at. 
While working there, I came down with food poisoning on at least three occasions, none of which I was allowed to go home. I walked out on the third after I puked in a mop bucket, told my manager about it, and then found out that mop water, which was probably a day old in the first place, was used to mop the cooler because nobody ever told the employee on duty to change the water. This is ignoring their terrible policies regarding how they treat employees and train management. Don't buy food at Walmart because it might be cheap, but you're getting what you pay for. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications. Put the playlist on in the background to finish listening to all the stories linked at the top of the description. And if you like Am I the Genius, give Am I the Jerk a shot linked in the description too. Either way, thanks a lot for watching and we'll see you guys next time.